Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Sunday Sessions. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can listen in to weekly episodes. Thank you. Do you remember how it felt as a child when life felt like your personal playground? That childlike curiosity before the labels and programmings enforced on you by society. Before life told you who to be. What if I told you you've been asleep and life is a giant video game? My combos are the red pill. Would you listen? All it takes is a change in perspective. Dab with me. Let's go. Peace, divine beings. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday Sessions with Rich, a platform where we would challenge your perspective and assist in expanding your consciousness. As always, reality is a direct reflection of you, so be mindful of your inner talk. To my new listeners, welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to have you here. And if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss out on these weekly gems. Now, if you can, please subscribe leave reviews and ratings. Um, it helps my platform expand so that we can really help um, souls along their journey. Now, on this episode, guys, I am so freaking pleased and honored to have this guest on. I'm joined by a lovely divine teacher. He is the author of The Beginner's Guide to Inner Work and also The Beginner's Guide to Shadow Work, both free guides. He's also co-owner of the spiritualtwitter.com where you can access his podcast, shop, um, and guides. Now, his purpose is love, and man has he embodied that and more. It is my honor to have this lovely soul on today's episode, Inner Practitioner. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Richard, for having me on here. I love the way how this thing happened. I heard yeah, the podcast I between you and Paramount Realm, and then yes. I really like your energy and how calm you are. And then I had a thought, it would be cool to be on his show. And I didn't think much of it. And then within two days, I got a DM from you asking me to be on your show. <laughs> the power of manifestation. Let's go. I love it. It's Mr. such an honor to have you. Mr. Manifest. Mr. Manifest. Guys, I'm not sure if you know my Twitter handle, but my Twitter handle is Mr. Manifest. Yep. Man. <laughs> this is so awesome. Just let us know, for those who don't know about you, just let us know about uh, who you are and what you know what you got going on well i'm really just an ordinary person who practiced doing inner practice and doing shadow work and observing myself and trying to own my bullshit and own my emotion and then I just tweet about what i learned on there okay that is amazing. So I, I want to ask, um, if you before we even start the episode, I know that you had just um, dropped your um, guide to shadow work. Talk to us a little bit about that. Oh, the shadow work. Yeah, that was really interesting because I was getting lots of questions on how to do shadow work. And then sometime in December, I suddenly knew I had to write a guide, a beginner's guide to It wasn't structured, and a lot of them I couldn't follow. 
and was a bit confusing. So I decided to write one. And then uh, I, what I did was I just took from what I read, what's important, and the mm -hmm. flow in my phone for my own practice of what worked for me. So I structured the whole thing step by step. Like, for example, you wanted first to find out what your shadows are. There are different methods for that. And then once you realize what your shadows are, you may have negative emotions. So there's a section on how to feel your negative emotions to release. Mm -hmm. And then you want to understand it. There's various methods understanding how the shadows form. Like, for example, mm -hmm. why do I always feel worthless or I'm not good enough? Those type of things. There's a reason for that. And then the next section would be to integrate your shadow. Yeah, so it's structured in such a way and give every, every section has some practical methods you can try. Hopefully, it will make you understand yourself a lot more. Mm -hmm. uh, I've noticed it's so important to do the shadow work. I remember um, early on in my spiritual journey when I've learned about shadow work, I was like, nah, I don't need to do that. I'm healed. I'm great. But you don't realize that. It's, it's true. Like it, it's like it's like it's like your ego takes up like now nah, who needs to heal it's not me i'm okay i'm good and it's like <laughs> it, 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 yeah i'm good like I, I don't need no shadow work like like what is that but then you realize like the people that's reflected in your life who like like who are mirroring you um and even just like certain habits or tendencies that pop up yeah um, because of whatever happened during your childhood or you know like your teenage years like all those things if if they're not addressed and healed and released um, especially with your inner child, they're gonna like uh, manifest into your current reality. Yeah, it repeats over and over unconsciously in the background and affects mm -hmm. in almost every area of your life. Uh huh. Yes, yes. I know that you. I just saw a tweet like you. You. You drop so many gems. It's hard to keep up. So <laughs> you, you, you. You. For real, it's like a constant paradigm shift. And it's like, damn, I needed that. I needed that today. Like, it's kind of like, it's like it's like, I know we're all <laughs> reflections of each other, but it's yeah, like, damn, are. I really needed this message. And I really, I really appreciate how you break it down so simple that it's like, even like anyone can understand it. I know that uh, it was a tweet that you had just posted today. Um, it's just like the importance of healing so you don't um, transmit that energy um, to your child. And I know that um, if... A lot of parents, I've noticed even like in my family or others' family, I've noticed that if you don't do that work for yourself, you um, sometimes your child can trigger you um, and they're triggering you because of some aspect of yourself that you haven't healed. So now you're taking that frustration out on the child just because let's say like your parent used to yell at you or deem you unworthy. So anytime like your child um, is like glorifying themselves or just being a, like a regular child. You're like, no, um, and just pro projecting that, that, that you're not worthy that they felt, but now it's on to the child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exactly like that. We project what we reject and we're taught to reject by what happened to us when we were a kid on a lot of things. And we don't realize those programming in there. Mm -hmm. It just controls us. And like, for example, if you feel like we're not worthy, we have that deep sense of feeling mm -hmm. and when we get something that we think is more than what we deserve 
what unconsciously sabotaged that. It's so sad. Oh, it is. I want, why do you think people don't do the work? Why do you think they just keep themselves in that state of, of I guess, um, detached from the divine? Like, why, why do you think that? I think a lot of people don't know how to, how and where to do the work, how to even start this one situation. Okay. Is that one of the hardest thing I found is to face myself. The hardest thing. The thing is that we don't like to feel the negative emotion. Yeah. We just want to run away from it, basically. We, re- mm-hmm. we suppress it, we minimize it, we judge ourselves for having it. Yeah, we don't like it, basically. Uh-huh. It's, it's scary because I know for the longest I would run for my, for my work um, because I guess. I guess, well, let me speak from experience. For me, um, you get to a part of your spiritual journey, I guess, where you're operating off of ego. Like, I'm fine. I'm happy. This is that. And then <laughs> yeah. when you, it's, you fall into that trap. Yeah. And then you start feeling these negative emotions. And then you start to think like, no, let me, let me think some, some positive thoughts. Or um, let me um, try to override it with positivity. And what that does when you override, when you try to override it with positivity or happiness, it's kind of like you're suppressing it, and so you're not really addressing it, and so it's just going to stay suppressed and bottled up, and eventually it's gonna it's gonna burst. I remember I had a moment, and I just I felt I felt everything I suppressed like come oh my out. God. And at the I was at work I was at work one time, and I was like, why the hell am I so emotional? Like my day is going good, like like. I'm minding my vibration. I'm in great alignment. And then I just remember just started bawling, crying. So I had to like step to the side. I was like, damn, like all of this, you know, all this suppressed things are just, uh, are just coming out for me to experience. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. For me, I don't know about other people, but for me, um, when I try to think of positive things to replace my negative feelings, that never worked well for me. Yeah. No. That's it's, it's it's like a mask. It's like you trying to cover up what you feel. But I've noticed it's okay to feel those emotions. Like for example, today, um, I was sad and I didn't judge myself. I didn't um, you know, you know, like yeah, I didn't judge myself. I just allowed myself to sit with it Beautiful. um and just process it. Um and I've and it it took the whole day but um whatever i'm supposed to feel is something that my being wants to release so it's important for me to feel it i've noticed like the more you allow yourself to feel um it's kind of like the quicker your healing process will be versus just trying to you know just brush it under the rug it just it it makes it longer oh my god so beautiful you said yeah if we want to do conscious living it's conscious healing moment to moment. Mm. We don't resist. We surrender to the moment. Whatever feeling comes, we go ahead and feel it and release it. Mm. So it's, it's, like, it's like alchemy. It's truly like alchemy. It is. There's some tricks to this because uh, as you start to feel your feelings and release it, then you mm. start to get their messages and insights. For example, mm. can you imagine reaching a state where you're feeling your anger, but 
you don't believe the story that comes your anger. You're just purely feeling the anger aspect of it, but your mind's telling your ego is telling you that person did this, that person that he's bad, she's bad. They're responsible. You're pointing fingers. Yeah, that story. So what you do is that you consciously know that's a story when your mind's telling you, you reject that and you focus back on feeling anger to release it. Beautiful mm. detachment practice. <laughs> that's crazy. Because it's like our, our feelings are our, our emotional guidance system. Yeah. And I guess through, I don't know if, I don't know if it's through programming or just like how society uh, programs you to, to, you know, view your emotions. Um, so I know like for um, in society, um, just for like masculinity, masculinity, um, sometimes it's frowned upon for a male to express their emotions or to cry. And that that's a, a terrible program because all those th- all those things are, are, are suppressed and then. They're just angry for no reason at the world when they're not knowing that these are emotions that I'm allowed to feel and to understand and release so that my energy feels much lighter and I'm just a, I'm a, my, I'm, I feel better because of it. Yeah, you have to address and acknowledge and feel these things. Like, for example, for anger, if you try to tell yourself that you're not angry, it actually gets stored in your body. A lot of times, it becomes lower back discomfort. So once you decide that really? yeah, it shows up in your body, uh, for lower back pains, usually like anger that you don't refuse to feel. Well, upper back, because of the solar plexus, it's like a funnel. The front of a solar plexus chakra is for expressing your emotions. The back of it is for suppress- suppression. So if you suppress a lot of your emotions, are likely to have upper back problem. In addition, for me, if I don't face myself, there's certain, some truth I'm running away from because I don't want to feel it or face it. Then you get neck or shoulder discomforts. And if I need to ground, I don't ground too well. My legs are very uncomfortable in my hip. It shows up in your body. You can't escape it. Wow. <laughs> But everybody's different. You want to know which part and why it shows up in your body. The body will tell you. I did, I did not. I did not know that. That is crazy. That explains so much. Hmm. I have. How did you? I guess. How did you? Um. How did you learn about this? Like. Like, how, how did you even learn about this? It's crazy. Uh, some the information just come at the right time. And some of them I instinctively okay. just knew. And the parts I told you, I, I just okay. knew from a practice, which I suddenly know to do many years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was okay. a practice. I just like felt like I should do this. I started doing it. What I did was I just lay in my bed, relax my body. Okay. And I start to feel like my feet, my knees, my legs, my hips, my chest, my shoulders, my hands, my arms, my fingers, my neck, my head. I didn't know that this was called body scan. I just naturally started to do that. And then one day I suddenly realized that discomfort in my body was related to how I was 
not facing myself or not acknowledging my anger or not being bringing ground that well. And I start to test that to be sure I'm not fantasizing it. And after many, many tests, I found that it's true for me. Then I realized there's a connection between that. That is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I know you had, you had um, recent, not, well, it wasn't, well, I guess it is kind of recent. You had tweeted a, you have like an emotional um, guy 101 that um, it's, it's like your tweets always pop up at the like best mm-hmm. times for me, but I, cause I mean, everything's a mirror. So everything yeah. presents uh-huh. itself when it's supposed to. And in your, your practical steps, um, you, you have, you have uh, said, um, I am, I think I'm paraphrasing, but just simply saying that I am not this emotion that I'm feeling. You could be picking up on energy from mm-hmm. someone else. A lot of people don't know that sometimes we do pick up on the emotions of yeah, someone we else do. around us. Like we can tap into mm-hmm. that energy. Yeah. So and it's how do we on. do that sometimes because uh, it's to fit in. We unconsciously reciprocate their feelings and emotions just to tell them that we're with them. Sometimes this happens on an unconscious level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we see someone sad, mm-hmm. and uh, we duplicate that feeling or sadness, but that's not really ours. That's one way. The other way, for people who are empaths, they actually feel other people's sadness. Yeah, mm-hmm. those type of things happen. Uh-huh. And it's it's strong. It's so strong. Yeah, it's by proximity too. I remember when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember when I was a child because um, I didn't even know I was an empath growing up. You just think um, that you're just sensitive um, and you don't know why, but you would pick up on your parents' energy or your peers' energy. And, and um, it wasn't until, I want to say like maybe two or three years ago, I fully um, understood um, what mm-hmm. energy was. And that everyone has a has yeah. a vibration, <laughs> and I like to I like to believe yeah we it's because we're we're in a we're in an energetic um reality. This is all just like a you know matrix simulation hologram, but it's like a physical reality that we uh-huh. created for ourselves. And everything and everyone is energy, so you're going to tap into certain things. Like for example, if you're watching a scary movie, you're gonna feel those emotions. If you're watching a happy movie, you know you're gonna feel those emotions. But I guess it's the holding yourself accountable to um, sitting and I guess, like you said, grounding yourself and just saying, okay, this energy isn't mine. How do I um, release it? Yeah, you release it by realizing at that moment, this is not my energy. And since Emotions are energy in motion. Even if it's not your energy and you feel the emotion, that's not your emotion, you still feel it and release it. But it's good to consciously remind yourself. It is that conscious self-reminder. This is not my energy to take on. That really helps to release it. Because there's a sense of detachment when you say that. Because what you say to yourself is like a spell, yeah, it's it like is. an intention, powerful. 
<laughs> yeah. Powerful. You just detach from that, you know? It's, it's like the story with the anger, you said. That is... I don't believe in the story of this anger. And you go back to feeling your anger and that story has mm-hmm. no power. doesn't have power over you it's like you you you're you're giving it power you're giving it power with the narrative that you're yeah. telling yourself about it you're, you're the manifester man <laughs> this for real but people people don't know but people don't know this like they like they don't know that they are these powerful beings i really noticed that like the more you go through your journey, you realize that you have to hold yourself accountable for your creations because at the end of the day, everything is a mirror. So if someone's triggering you, um, you have to ask yourself, why is this person triggering me? Okay. Um, um, this person is triggering because as a child, um, I used to get bullied a lot. So I don't like when uh, a person does this. And you're self-accountable. It's hard. It's hard. People don't want to hold themselves accountable for their creations. It's easy just to blame um, Timmy and John yeah. or Susan for mm-hmm. whatever's going on. Yeah, people do that. That's uh, that's very normal and natural. I used to do that too. When I was in the quote-unquote lower vibrational mm-hmm. state, I used to blame other people. I have stories about people. But to be honest with you, I don't really know the people outside I me, mean, I only know their image and I blame their image. I put their image into a story and start blaming them, saying they're responsible for my emotion. <laughs> yeah. You're giving your power away. At exactly. that point, you're giving your power away completely. That is but wild. you're still powerful when that happens like, because like the, the, you believe that yeah. so it has power over you. Like, like, like when you when you just say it out loud, you really realize how much power we give away just yeah. in daily things. And imagine the number when you interact with people, the energy transfer between the people, emotional transfer go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So if you're aware of mm-hmm. these things and you consciously say, this is not mine to own and you detach from it and you feel whatever you feel and release, then you go on to the next moment, you start getting your power back more and more. You're in control. Wow. It's fun. <laughs> that is cool. It is. It's scary at Very first, scary. but when you when you live when you live uh-huh. moment by moment, um, and you're comfortable with feeling your emotions, like you said, it is fun. It, it does become a game of okay. Normally, this would take me thirty minutes to an hour to fully, you know, feel, process, relief. But um, I'm allowing myself this space to think, feel. Um, and understand the root, and like you said, remind yourself, mm-hmm. I am not this energy that I'm adopting, and you can, you know, transmute it and, you know, carry on with your day much quicker than you Yeah, than you, you break would. that cycle. Like, for example, for many years, I was upset and angry, and I hated my parents. 
for you. I understand that. I finally pronounced to inner work and shadow work. I finally understood that and I felt those things and released it. And then I realized my mom was resenting her mom. <laughs> so <laughs> she was the same. It could just yeah. pass down from generation to generation. I'm like, what the? <laughs> but it, you didn't know that till you did. So yeah. So I wouldn't have imagined what's happening. This thing was controlling me. I didn't know until I did the work and I realized that. And I was trapped. Because what a. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, yes, yes. You, you were trapped. You were trapped uh-huh. with, with yeah, that narrative. Yeah, story. <laughs> Because I remember um, for the longest, um, I would I held, I held resentment from my mom um, because of, you know, lack of love or just not being, you know, nurturing. But doing doing shadow work and doing inner child healing, I, it, um, I realized, like, she was doing uh-huh. the best that she could. Um, she was under a certain um, vibration or frequency that, um, that allowed her to exist in this space. And she was doing the yeah. best she could. So it's it's just her program. And she was just reliving yeah. her program. And, like and just said, repeating it day after day and believing it to be true and believing there's no other way. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is mad. But then you realize the more, because it, it hurts your inner child um, and it hurts you the longer you hold on to that resentment. Because... For example, you can um, attract a partner who mirrors um, that part that you don't like or that you're rejecting, or you can um, attract people and only be attracted to people who don't um, show you that, no, you're attracted to people who don't show you that love because you're, you're mirroring that part of your mind. Like for me, I would always go, uh, in the past, I would always go towards partners who didn't give me that love or who would ghost me or would just, you know, just leave yeah. abruptly or didn't show me that love, but reject the people who actually did give a, a, a crap about me. And I didn't realize it was just that. Yeah, a lot of times we unconsciously look for people and situations and things that's similar to what we're used to. We look for familiarity. That's a sense of comfort, even if that comfort is based on pain and struggle and rejection. And we'll repeat that over and over mm. again. Yeah, that's up. <laughs> that narrative. It's messed up. That is, is, is that unconscious yeah. narrative? Messed up your life. Messed up. And then you end up, you end up like loving that's... those who abuse you and you abuse those who love you, because that's yep. a programming. You push them away. You're never going to find happiness because you're looking for familiarity, Damn. looking for someone who rejected you. Like when you were younger, who didn't show you love, so you find the similar attributes in other women or other people. But you are not aware of you looking for that. Now, this is just one side. Now, the other person is looking for something from opposite direction. Both of you get hooked up together. Mm. That's called negative karmic relationship. 
two programs driven off each other to build a system. And then if you get married, you have kids, your kids will be traumatized. You get passed this on to them. And then it goes generation after generation. It's fucked up, but it happens. It's so often. It is. And we don't know it's happening. But you won't know this until you do inner work, shadow work, racial vibration, healing, inner child healing and all that. You won't know these things. And you carry so much with you and your body suffers and you go through life unconscious. But it is what it is. Uh-huh. Does the for the for the two parents who are holding that that energy, I'm assuming that the child will adopt that energy just from being in the womb and hold that energy once they are birthed. Which oh my god, you're so aware. Yes. Let's say if a mom was really usually a lot of times she's insecure when she's having a baby. I have no proof of this. Yeah. But my teacher told me this. The mother having a baby, she's pregnant, but she's feeling a lot of insecurity. That seed goes into the baby when the baby is born later on in certain point of his or her life. If that seed was activated by a certain external event, that baby can go into shock with like a total withdrawal and things. Yeah, it's in, it happens in the womb. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is so interesting. So it, it's really important. So if, if we really break it down, it's really important for each and every one of each and every one of us. Um, if you do choose to have a child, mm-hmm. or even just for yourself, well, you you should do it for yourself. Um, but especially before you have children, just to make sure that both parents are in a um a vibration or healed. I mean, we're always still healing, but in a um, more aligned frequency where you have done the work to where that anger, resentment, those feelings aren't then um, transmuted to the child. And I just had a thought saying this. Um, maybe that's why the parent gets triggered yeah, when they see the child. They do. That's very, very aware. That is. A lot of times we, we get triggered when we consciously see something in others that's within us unconsciously. It's a reminder mm. that then we get triggered, but we're not aware, so we blame the other person for it. But before they trigger us, the trigger's always yeah. inside us. That's our responsibility, not other people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> God damn. I've noticed. Um, I've noticed just being like, just being like beings of light, and just um, holding like that, that, that love energy, and just embodying um, source, or you know, the universe, or you know, whatever people um, you know describe themselves as. You will naturally attract people who are on the on a lower vibration, who envy you, or who wants to attack or project. And I found it challenging this week, um, especially. Um, I, I really better get to me, um, but you find it challenging that, like, how can someone be so hasty or nasty when you're just 
a, a being of love and you're just giving out so much energy and you're genuine. Like it's just, it sometimes that confuses me, but you have to, I guess, um, put a boundary up or protect yeah, yourself. Yeah, what I've seen, because I used to be one of them from my perspective, the reason why I was all being an asshole or be a dick to someone is because uh, inside I accumulated too much bad stuff. I don't feel good about myself. I must lash out. So I'll find somebody with some reason and I'll put that on them so I can feel better about myself. My brother does this. He used to a lot. He will accumulate to a point and then when he can't handle it, he'll go find somebody. doesn't matter who or what reason. And then he will justify it and then he will lash out at that person and release. And after he's done, he acted like nothing happened. Then he starts accumulation process again. So it's really about them. It's not about us. It's their, where they're at. The way they, yeah. they need to do what they need to do to release these things. But that's not really our energy to own. The attitude is theirs. It's not ours. So yeah. if you're consciously aware Unless you have done something wrong within your responsibility, and that's yours to own. But even so, you do not own other people's emotions. You own what you did wrong to them. There's a difference there. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah. You, you own what you did. Because you of what you did. No, you don't. Oh, damn. That's their emotion is their energy and emotion in their body, not yours. That's not yours to own. Yeah. Yeah. It's about inner clarity to see what is happening when we interact with others. There's usually three things when you interact with others. First thing is that you have to be aware of your bad habits coming out when you get the triggers, when you immerse your emotion. Number two is the other, the other side, the other person. Number three, it's an interaction between you two to bring up new pattern. But if you're aware of these things and you know clearly at that moment which one is yours own, which one is not, then you can set the boundary on the part that you're not supposed to own. You need clarity at that moment. And then you can tell so yourself powerful. within reminders, this is not my to own. Then you detach from it. And then you set the boundary outside. You tell them. Mm-hmm. And you're, you've done everything you could. Mm-hmm. No, that's powerful. I've noticed that, um, yes, yes, those who are on a spiritual journey, we feel like we have to be... Um, always take the high road, always, you know, take the positive route. But sometimes people really get yeah. fucked up. So you have to tell <laughs> them, like, hey, I, just, you, I, I don't, I don't like your energy and I'm not, I'm not um, yeah. willing to allow you in my space. So I love you, you know, you know, but. Yeah, you just got to tell them. Sometimes the quickest way to tell somebody to tell them to fuck off. That's part of your boundary. Because some people, depending on their experience, that's, they will react to that. 
if you're all polite and all this to that, we, you don't, you don't go and directly tell them. They don't get it. It depends on the person, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that's that's so true. Because you can you can take the positive route, and some people might not, you know, do it. But sometimes you definitely like, look, I tried. You know, I'm not trying to be mean, but yeah, you got you got to move around, buddy. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, because you you are the master of your energy and your vibration. Like your your peace and your peace of mind is is your 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 ultimate you know accountability and responsibility. And when it's just like, it's like you said, it's that boundary. You have yeah. to have boundaries because otherwise people will walk over you. No, but when you meditate and you do reflection, you do inner work and shadow work, inner talk healing, you raise your vibration, they know they don't come for you as much. It's really strange, but that's all I observe. It's like a like a Ooh. jungle rule. <laughs> the weak get a feel to jump on you. Yeah. That's crazy. It's fucked up, but it happens. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, I guess I guess it's just a it's just a, a mirror aspect of it. Like like you said, you have that that strong mental of, you know, this is who I am. I don't care, you know, who you are. They people will realize they can't tap into your energy, so they're gonna find somebody yeah, else. Yeah, they, they know. Like, like for example, um, my dad. It's uh, he's so weaker in terms of energy and his personality, but he's a very nice guy. Yeah. I respect mm-hmm. him and love him very much. But if you line him up with nine other people, those people who scam the scam artist, when they see the ten people, they'll pick my dad. They know. Yeah. They look at a person. Yeah, they're used to it. They know so how to pick their victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they are. Like, for example, if you're really, really strong and powerful, someone who needs to lash out, unconsciously they see you, they're not going to fuck with you. They're going to find someone weak. They can step over. They just pass by past you. They know. (laughs) They're very smart on an unconscious level. Yeah. Yeah. Because I get, you, you can feel, you can feel when not to fuck with somebody. Because uh-huh. like their energy is that strong. You can feel it just like the way they talk, the way they, their presence in the room. You just feel yeah. it so you know what to say or what not to say, whether you can fuck with them or not. Mm-hmm. One thing I, one thing I have uh, always questioned um, for those who let's say, like you said, you walk into the room and you're confident, you know, like your vibration is so high. Um, instead of hating or just, you know, attacking, I've always asked myself, why don't you just ask the person, hey, I've noticed you're confident. I noticed that you're always in a great mood. Like, how, how are you doing? Like, why? <laughs> I guess a lot of it's the conditioning and also ego. Yeah. Or comparison or jealousy, yeah. competition yeah. type of thing. Uh-huh. What embarrassment, you know, just not used to asking for help. 
those type of things because the image. Damn. That is crazy. Yeah. It's just everything is just energy. Because, for, for example, I'm, all, I'm always, always um, very personal on this show. I, I, I believe in authenticity and just letting it all out there. Like, I, for, um, I had a moment with my brother this week. Because, um, you know, our, our siblings are yeah. uh, getting on <laughs> just as much as you a know. relationship or, you know, yeah. they really know how to trigger you. Yeah. They really know how to trigger you. And I've start, I started to, I started to, to understand some of my brother's, like, manipulation tactics or his, his, his victim mask that he puts on. It's when I stop identifying with it or um, coddling him or just, like, entertaining that energy, he got even, he got pissed. Because he's like, damn, why can't yeah. you take on my energy? It's like, How come you don't take on my energy like before? <laughs> what the fuck is with you? <laughs> yeah. This this being 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 manipulative used to work, but this, yeah. this method is now it's anymore. critical what he does next. If he start calling you crazy, then he's toxic. <laughs> oh no, I I I got cursed out this week. It was uh, it was fuck yous and um, you don't oh, care. It's like I do care, <laughs> but you're not really. Yeah, I just can't because. My peace and my vibration is the most important thing. You know, I can I can guide you and help you with um tools yeah. to do the work, but you have to do the work. Like there's mm-hmm. no other way around it. There's no other way around. And I guess that it does it is it tied to just protecting your energy at all costs yeah. and not accepting. You accept what you tolerate. Yeah. What you think you deserve a lot of times. Yeah. <sighs> That is crazy. Uh-huh. I want to ask you this question, though. Um, I know that every, we're in um, some crazy times right now. Um, I like to call it the the, the mm-hmm. collective awakening, the great awakening um, for, you know, so many different souls. I've, I've realized um, we need to be triggered um, in order to wake up. So whatever that's going on, um, sometimes it has to be to extreme um, to wake you up. And so I want to ask you, how are you on maintaining your vibration during this time with so much the media yeah. fear and I feel that like energy. for example I'm in Los Angeles right now the collective in Los Angeles is anxiety anger sadness mm-hmm. depression confusion and unsure yeah, but I don't take on that energy. I have my own. I have energy boundaries. And mm-hmm. I feel the energy moving around in my body. So that's a reminder. Yeah, and I try to... What I realized is that the key to maintaining my high vibrational state is to be more and more of who I am and to honor how I feel deep inside. But this may look very different for mm. a lot of people. For me, it's from moment to moment. Like, for example, mm. at this moment, how do I feel? And if what I say actually aligns with what I believe mm. in, what I 
นี่มันบอลอะไรเห็นที่ so that yeah realize have to be more more who I am honor my needs know my feelings know how I feel and I don't go against that and that helps keep me in my body within my energy but then I have to know when my inner wounded child comes out to play want to attract more things from outside I have to say no to that or when somebody tries to pass on their energy to me I have to say no to it things like that yeah but what I usually do is right. that But I've noticed. I've noticed. Uh, but what I usually do is that sorry, every day I'll spend a few hours just lying with my body, see how I feel, to bring myself back. Uh huh. Okay. So you're honoring, you're honoring how your body feels in that moment, and you see, you mentioned you touched upon something. Just I've realized people are afraid to say no. So like, if something doesn't align with um who you are, you can say no. You don't have to. Yeah. That's a really hard yeah. practice. It took me a few years to do. I was a people pleaser for many years. Yeah, so because I was same, afraid people same. would not like me or reject me if I say no, so I tried to please them, and I was also mm-hmm. I was pleasing them for validation. So it took me about three, three to five years of practicing saying no. I would just keep saying no, no matter how hard. I would try to say one no per day. And I increased it two and three and four. Okay. I just kept doing it, and eventually I was able to say no. But yeah, saying no is very important, especially if it doesn't resonate with us. It's not our vibration. It's not our yeah. mission. You know. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Because you shouldn't feel forced to say yes. And like sometimes people will energetically bully you and be like, "Well, why?" And it's like I don't have to. Ex- Why? Yeah, no I means you don't need to explain do. why. <laughs> yeah, this this is my free will. I don't have to explain to you why I said no. Just just know I just don't. Yeah, like for example, there's this woman uh, who DM me. She sent me a tweet, and she wanted me to retweet her. And I look at her tweet, and I briefly look at her timeline for ten seconds. Her energy was heavy. It doesn't resonate. My timeline, so I, I'm not mm. going to retweet that. So I told her saying that uh, yeah. I don't do retweets, uh, DM request retweets, and I just I say no to her. And then she came back and she came back and said something like, uh, "If you retweet me, you can help my following." So I just totally ignore that. That's not my problem to own, but not my energy. That's what she wants. Yeah. I already say no. And then she came back again and said, uh, "I guess you don't care. I won't bother you again. Goodbye." So I just ignored. I was laughing. This is so good. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's all your stories, all your energy, all your desires. That is. And you, I say no, yeah. and you totally ignore my no. You don't respect my no. You just kept going on with your stories. In the end, you play the victim to blame me. No, this is none of my wrong. Goodbye. I don't want to say anything to be the DM, but things like that. That's crazy. It's 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 manipulation. It's like guilty manipulation. 
used to be like that is natural. Until you do inner work and shadow work mm. and inner child healing and raising your vibration and self-love and all that, you won't realize you're doing all these things. Yeah. That is so powerful. I, for the longest, I would be a people pleaser. And, and you just failed the... Yeah. You just feel like you just have to say yes. And like, hey, you want to go do this? And it's like, you know, I, I guess. But deep down, you you don't really want to do you're it. You're not. So at that point, you're not honoring yourself and your, your inner being with being truthful like hey i i don't feel like going out today you know i'm not I'm not feeling the need to say sorry or not feeling the, the need to feel um their emotions yeah towards. people this, this pleasing no not able to say no that's a pattern it's an old conditional programming pattern but deep mm-hmm. inside you know you want to say no but you can but if you actually start to practice to say no you put a new energy to break that pattern. The more you do, the stronger this new pattern becomes. Eventually, one day, you'll break that pattern, and then you have this new energy within. Then you create your own future. That is, so it's, it's, yeah. It's all up to you. You're so powerful. You decide what your future is going to be like. Your intention. To practice whatever you decide to do, that's what it is. Whatever story you believe, that's going to be your reality. That is so true. I want you. You said when you said when, every time, like for example, when you yeah. said you were, you started with just saying one no a day. So yeah. at that point, you're building that momentum in a, in a positive way to where it just becomes easy and natural. Yeah. So, you have to start somewhere. All the journeys start from the first step. So if you can say no once, you can say no twice, three times, four times, and you have a clear goal and intention, you want to honor how you deeply feel inside. So you start to practice saying no to change your life from the inside out. And when you start to say no, First, they won't get used to it. They'll pressure. They try to use all kinds mm-hmm. of techniques, but you just keep doing it, and then they start to know they cannot get yeah. those things from you. You're not a doormat. They start to leave you alone. Other people comes in. Oh my so that God. means whatever you change inside, the outside will gradually change. You control them. Yeah, Mister Manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, Absolutely. Mr. Manifest is true. When did I want to? I want to ask you when did it when did it hit you that you were the creator of your reality? Because that's like a whole oh, different that just came on this podcast. I didn't, <laughs> I did never thought of that using that term. But for this podcast, this game. That's, mm-hmm. that's wow, wow, because it's. It's fun. Like we can one thing I've learned in my journey is that we, we're here to experience um feelings to the highest capacity. And when you're able to alchemize and heal through those, you then become um, yeah. a space to where you can help others. And I've um I've noticed um with my with my journey um that Early on, it was, you know, you have your bumps and you have your, your heartaches and, you know, your, your childhood trauma and wounds. But 
when you're able to understand why you went through that and and actually go through the healing process, it's beautiful because then it's like, damn, okay, I understand how that moment with my mom translated to this. Now I'm understanding why I view the world this way. And then it hits you, wow, I manifest my reality. So now I need to be conscious of what I'm digesting and what I'm taking on because I don't want to create a reality that I don't prefer. But if I am experiencing a reality I don't prefer, I can see that contrast and say, hmm, I don't like this, what I'm seeing. Let me turn the channel or let mm -hmm. me choose a different time. Using a real life example, what your brother did with you this week, his manipulation did, did mm -hmm. not work like before. So he cuts you on those, this, so that. It's yep. All his actions, his patterns, his programming, his triggers. These are not yours. Now, if you judge him, that judgment on you, that's yours, that you create a world based on judgment mm. and opposition and adversity, that's your conscious choice when you judge. But if you realize that you don't judge him, You have consciously chose love and light path for your for your reality. Mm. You decide oh, everything, wow. Richard. I didn't think of it that way. You're responsible for it. How you respond, how you react. But if you can consciously make these choices, then you create a conscious life. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's up to you, man. You're so powerful. It's all up to you. There's no one else. It is. There and uh that is a oh, wow. It really becomes a um yeah. a daily practice of being conscious of how are you telling your narrative, how are you telling your story? but also how are you hmm. taking the information and energy that others give to you um, so that it, it is, it does mm -hmm. mirror or vibrate um, peace and love, but you are, you are responsible for how you yeah. choose to react. Like for example, your inner wounded child will look for a partner who rejects you or doesn't give enough love. That's the programming from the wound. It has that tendency. Mm -hmm. But if you're aware of your inner wounded child, when you see a potential partner, your inner wounded child comes up and says, yeah, she's the one. And you're conscious of it. You say no. Then you can change your destiny. You can find someone that doesn't match that, but someone who you, you want and love. But you have to do a lot of healing and be very aware and conscious at the moment. Otherwise, you'll become karmic relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've had plenty of those. You don't realize until you out of that shit, man. And we don't want to be their therapist. You know, it's a, it's a romantic relationship. You're not their therapist. You're not their yeah. Oh, man, you know? <laughs> no. 
your 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 emotions and yep. how you feel and your happiness isn't dependent on me. You know, it's not my responsibility to to you know give you that. It's right. my you know it's it's yours. Your happiness is yours alone. I can you know bring you flowers or you know cook your favorite meal, but if you're not yeah. happy internally, none and of if you have happy. a lot of inner clarity, you start practicing, then you can get to a point where you can experience your anger without blaming others. And you can feel your shame without shaming yourself. They call this a higher, the high emotional intelligence. That's the name they give given for it. Uh-huh. You're responsible for your emotion. You don't blame mm-hmm. other people for it. High emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ask yourself, why is this bothering me? Yeah. They're not. They're not forcing me to feel this emotion. I'm choosing to feel this emotion. Why am I? Mm-hmm. What is? What about this energy? Use this the opportunity to Why? examine yourself. If you do it that way, then all kinds of energies and quote unquote negative emotions, you will only drive you back within yourself, and you understand yourself more and more, and your awareness expands. Your heart opens. Your vibration raises. It changes the way you look at things. Yeah, it really does. Beautiful. Hundred percent. It is beautiful. I always ask my um guests on this last question. Um, what is your message to humanity? Take care of yourself. Be who you are. Honor how you feel. Do it from your heart with passion and intensity. And never lose who you are. Keep being you. You're beautiful. Yeah. Keep, Keep being, being you, Richard. Wow. I'll keep being me. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> We're beautiful. So powerful. We're yes. powerful. And we are beautiful. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. In a practitioner, this was such a lovely chat like this uh i'm so honored to have you on oh you're so Seriously. welcome thank, thank you so you much, so much Richard. i appreciate you and your podcast thank you so much for blessing it guys you are the creator of your own reality everything you think feel and say will reflect be kind be generous re- reflect love and, and and just compassion and respect for each other and like inner practitioner said do that fucking inner work man thank you guys for being on i'm inner practitioner